We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to the show, PT Pinecast. We like to say great physical therapy conversations on tap. Get us on the socials at PT Pinecast, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And a brand new Facebook group. Uh, one of our group members just convinced me to have a book club. Never done a book club. I have no idea what we're doing with the book club. But I heard you read a book, then you get together to discuss it, and you might have a few drinks. So I'm, I'm, I'm in on all those things. So we're actually talking about, we're reading the book Upstream. How to Solve Problems Before They Happen, that's uh, by Heath. If you're looking to jump into that, uh, just drop us a DM. We'll get you in the book club. No cost, just reading books together. Uh, Want to say thanks to uh, our sponsors, keeping the pirate ship afloat. CBDRX for you. We're going to be talking about CBD today in this episode. Your CBD store, get the ABCs of CBD. We're, we're talking about CBDRX for you. That's uh, CBDRX, the number for you.com. That's the crux of the episode. You've heard the terms. Colleagues have used CBD, right? They're, 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 they're talking about it. Patients are using this over the counter. So the idea is today we are going to bust a mess. We're going to give you a CBD 101 course. That's what we're doing. Uh, so hang tight. We'll get that going. Uh, as well as I wanted to say thanks to one of our newest sponsors, uh, MW Therapy. If your EMR costs are out of control, if your last EMR was developed in like 2007 before there was smartphones it's not compatible with anything it's 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 choking you it's not efficient uh that's what mw therapy is for take a demo no strings mwtherapy.com that is mwtherapy.com we're switching over your emr they thought about that it's usually a pain point uh they do it nice and easy find them online at mwtherapy.com uh without further ado let's click kick this thing off All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PT Pinecast. Great physical therapy conversations on tap. Find us on the socials at PT Pinecast. And don't for, uh, forget to subscribe to the brand new YouTube channel. Putting in a lot of good stuff there. As well as subscribe to the podcast wherever uh, great podcasts are heard. We're on uh, iTunes. We are on the Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. People are asking, hey, when are you going to be on Spotify? We're there. Are you looking for us? So uh, make sure you subscribe there. Uh, today, diving in. We're diving into a topic that I feel like comes up and people whisper about it. I want to make sure you're well-informed. Forewarned is forearmed. Uh, our guest today joined an essential oil and CBD company in Colorado in 2015, where he utilizes analytical techniques to study chemicals and its interaction with CBD and, and, and other uh, compounds. His interest in plant medicine as a modern solution to pharmaceuticals has led him to SunMed, where he continued to design CBD-based formulations that utilize modern chemical ap applications. You've heard about it in your clinic, likely. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Dr. Anthony Ferrari. Dr. Ferrari, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, first off, I want to say thanks for sponsoring the show. We had a conversation a few months back. Uh, I was like, uh, hey, you know, what's what's uh, CBDRX for you? What do you guys stand for? And you're like, listen, we want to we want to make sure people understand the benefits of CBD. We want to make sure it's very, very clear, open. And then you talked to me about a little bit about what the organization had done in the background. And 
very quietly, but very, very quickly. I don't know if it's quiet, if it was that fast. Um, but what you guys were able to do, and I, I thought this was a great conversation to have because many of my colleagues have mentioned, yeah, my patient's doing this, but it almost comes across like a whisper because people are like, I think I know what this is, but I also simultaneously am signaling to you by whispering that I don't know what I'm talking about. And I hate when that happens because you want to be you want to be well informed. Um, so let's talk about your background. You started with, uh, with, with CBDRX, and again, the website CBDRX4U.com, that number four. Um, what, what goes on there, and what do you guys get to do with that organization? Yeah, so we're kind of like uniquely structured. We, we, we kind of are a franchise business, an education business, and then we manufacture all these products as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of – I can explain how my roles change over time as well, but – you know, the idea is if you want to get a storefront um, and start selling CBD, we give you marketing, advertising, we sell you the product, um, and then we kind of educate you on how to, you know, talk to the public about all of these questions that pop up. Um, and this and, is to make sure people are getting the right information. They know, I mean, we could talk yeah. about this a little bit. I had, you know, I had, you know, some people who are in, you know, pharmacology on the show not long ago. Hey, the thing I'm a label, is it the thing in the bottle? Like you don't want to be buying something. Hey, yeah. you could save five bucks. Great. But is, are you buying the thing that you think you're buying? And sometimes you're not. Um, but you wanted to sort of take take the mystique out of that. You wanted to make sure, hey, listen, this is on the up and up. This is medical grade. These are This is run by a physician. Um, and, uh, and, and that's really what the, what the crux of, I got from our conversation a few months ago was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, early on the innovation that we had was just making it so that when you scan, you pick up the bottle, you scan it, you then can pull up all the lab report testing. So my background's in, um, analytical chemistry. Uh, I got my PhD, like you said, in 2015 and sort of went into the analysis of this stuff and realized, okay, there's a huge opportunity there. <laughs> There's sure. not that many chemists flooding the, the hemp space and trying to figure out how to test a dog treat, how to test a gummy, because there's all these different forms and stuff. But once we sort of solved that um, innovation and tied that to the idea of, you know, you can have a storefront that only sells items that are, you know, uh, that have gone through this rigorous screening and testing process. And then we navigated all of the different state legislation issues that popped up since 2018 to now. So sure. that, that, that was a big journey um, and testing and quality control was a huge part of it for sure. All right. so. Well, let's start from the start. When someone says CBD, I, I'm sure a lot of different things and ideas come to different people's minds. People think it's other things or they're just plain old not sure. So let's start from the start. CBD, what what is it? Yeah, so cannabidiol is the chemical name for it, but it's one component of um, a cannabis extract. Um, and we define that as uh, hemp in our, in our case, um, but CBD is present in low amounts in marijuana. Um, but it's really just a botanical, um, like the botanical and biological plant itself between marijuana and hemp. They're the same plant. They're just genetically different. And then they get screened by like the Department of Ag will just basically tag this or that as hemp or marijuana based on the dry THC component. So the, the Delta 9 THC, which is the psychoactive component in marijuana, if that's down to 0.3% by weight in the plant, then the USDA tags that as a hemp grow, and then that can be used to make all these different CBD products that you see on the market. So that it's, it's really screened up front, and then it's, it's a pretty arbitrary distinction 
that 0.3% was kind of come up with randomly in the 80s and then legislators pulled it in as the as the line and we're still having a conversation today on whether that makes sense or not right. and, and how to talk about that but that's where all the confusion comes when it comes to what is this compound um, what plant does it come from and and the the biology of it is interesting as well hemp plants actually give you a lot more diversity in, in the other cannabinoids that are present the non CBD parts and that's actually where our interest is actually as a company Why? even though, even though cbd is important to us um those other cannabinoids are very important as well i think what what's over there what's what's on the horizon and why is that so important yeah so like when you look at like a marijuana plant you'll just see really really high thc content okay. so and then you'll see maybe a small amount of cbd with a hemp plant you might get um up to 20 to 30 percent of these other cannabinoids and and to me it's it's a really diverse mixture of compounds that comes out of hemp um, because you're not trying to tune up the delta nine so the marijuana industry that in some ways you could say it's a misstep or whatever either way that their diversity and like they pretty much have a homogenous crop they, they everything that they get is high thc there's no diversity with us we can find genetics that give us cbg which is um and a different cannabinoid that has unique properties. Um, CBN is being used to look at for sleep. Um, and that's a degradative pro product from THC. So all of these things can sort of make their way into the genetics on the hemp side of things. And we just, we haven't seen that. There's no real need for the, the marijuana industry is doing what they're doing. They're trying to find right. products that help get people high. <laughs> it, right. it has its own therapeutic benefits in some ways, but it has a huge drawback in our opinion from, you know, most of our target demographic is 55 years old. Plus they're not interested in the psychoactive behaviors, but they, they definitely have seen the benefits of some of these compounds. And that's really what, what brings them into the store. And that usually is CBD. You know, I, I, I'm not saying that CBD is not important, um, but I think at this point, what's exciting about hemp is all of those cannabinoids you have access to, and they're non-psychoactive, um, so it's a it's a really low um, risk entry point. So all right, so talk to me about that cannabinoids. What what are people seeking out? What you know, obviously, if they're looking for marijuana, they're looking for THC, they're looking for that psychoactive effect. We know what they're. We were all in yep. college. We know what yep. they were looking for. Yep, exactly. So when we go a different direction, similar but not the same as you highlighted. Yeah. Um, CBD and all the, the variations from down this path, what are people looking for and what are, what are they able to get out of that? Yeah. So, um, anti-anxiety, anti-pain, um, anti-inflammatory, those are all the key components, um, sleep aids. Um, and then like I, like I mentioned before, you have compounds like CBG that have, um, you know, stimulating effects that aren't psychoactive stimulation, um, mm -hmm. That, that rely on focus and that is sort of on this anti-inflammatory neurological effect um, that we see. So the big highlight that we've seen from even the FDA and other places like that um, for giving approval to CBD and some of these early cannabinoids were on the anti-seizure stuff. So I don't know if any, that, that probably hit the news at some point, but you may see videos of people with Parkinson's or people with severe seizures taking cannabis extracts and then seeing a night and day shift. So in some, in some cases, there's been no pharmaceutical intervention. These are intractable or incurable seizures that cannabis compounds 
we're fixing and, and working on the Dravet syndrome um, um, was the, the early one that hit the news. And that sort of changed people's perspective about, oh, this isn't just for you getting high. It has these right. benefits. We can target this system in the body um, that we're just kind of discovering. And that's sort of what I think is exciting about my role um, as a researcher now is I'm starting to look at these questions of uh, how is it useful? Um, what are the specific dosing? What, which cannabinoids are preferred for what? And I think over the next decade or so, we'll see a very diverse, um, complicated <laughs> understanding from the public as to what are the benefits and how can you pull them in. But yeah, th those are just a few of them to, to, to name a few. And obviously those are massive pieces of uh, you know, wellness and, and support. Yeah, when you say wellness, it's so broad, right? Like I've yeah. heard definitely like, you know, um, you know, stress reduction or anxiety reduction. Um, I've definitely heard, you know, improve sleep. But there's so many things that would probably go into why is it improving sleep or how is it improving sleep? Pain, anti-inflammation, like all these things. I, I think the the professional and the layperson identify all these things as being important. Yeah. And it, it all comes out from how it interacts in the in the uh, bo the body system, the endocannabinoid system. So in about, at about 1996, so very, very recently, we actually were able to map out and draw out the structure of this really important system. Um, but it's a signaling pathway, um, just like the endocrine system. You know, it, it basically only interacts with cannabinoids, though. So external cannabinoids, we actually ourselves produce two internal endogenous cannabinoids. Those interact with the system. But what they what they do is they have all these different receptors across the body that, um, you know, work on this anti-inflammatory function and um, have profound changes in the body that happen. So it's a, it's as much as you can explain it, you can explain it in marijuana. When you smoke marijuana, you instantly that gaseous mixture um, will interact with the system and then give you that psychoactive behavior. It's the same thing that is happening with this with these hemp extracts. You just maybe don't get that feedback of sure. that, you know, intoxication, but you see all of these profound health impacts. And we're actually just trying to figure out and quantify that stuff for uh, the public to, to, to figure out exactly what are the extreme benefits here and what are some of the big questions that we can answer with them. Yeah. For our audience, rehab professionals, people in and around, in and around people that they're are under their care. So maybe, you know, in their, in their eval or in conversation, if a PT, if a PTA, if a, if a DO finds out that their patient is, is taking this, cause you, you, you're getting this over the counter, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So once you go through all of the standards to get it into commerce, um, you know, this stuff is available without a medical card or anything like that. So. Right. So when you're getting this over the counter, so as a PT, as a professional, someone says, hey, I'm taking this. What do those people need to know about how this will now be changing maybe some things that they're working on? What, so essentially, I wanted to make sure like PTs knew, what do I need to know if my patient says, hey, I'm taking this and I ask them how much or where they're getting it or how is this going to come into play or how might this affect their course of treatment? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that is one of the key questions that we need to answer is contraindications. We see, um, we see that it functions in, uh, on liver enzymes. So the CYP450 receptor pathway is affected. So we, we do mention things like warfarin or blood thinners and medications maybe having to be altered because we see some anticoagulant properties. So you might have to actually reduce those doses. 
But what's very interesting about all of this stuff is you have this ECS system and each person, so me, you, anybody would have a variance that's also on top of that. So, so the quality of the product that goes into the patient is extremely important and lab yeah. testing, understanding all the ingredients, making sure it's manufactured in a, in a proper food grade FDA registered facility, all of those things that aren't givens in, in the hemp industry, um, sadly. Um, we're getting better as time goes on to see all of our competitors are starting to move in this way as well. And regulators are cracking down on people that don't do it that way. Right. But the, the variance to me that's really, really tough to quantify is that I could take the same exact dose as you. And because of genetics and because of biological things that we don't really understand as to why it's affecting the endocannabinoid system, that's going to change over time. And then also, as you're taking the product over time, your endocannabinoid system will also start to balance out and equilibrate as well. Um, and then things like life events, traumatic events, like um, there was an, a really interesting study with PTSD on how the endocannabinoid system is altered um, with 9-11 first responders. And there was a drastic difference in the endogenous cannabinoid anandamide that's present in, in a core component of um, how the system works. And that was completely different in all of those PTSD um, patients that were there on the ground floor. So you can, you can imagine, even if you maybe know your perfect dose at a certain time, right. something can happen. Diet and exercise, life right. events can change these things. So that's, that's the trickiest part for physicians to wrap their head around is this is a, this is a real system that changes and interacts mm -hmm. naturally and adapts mm -hmm. with all these different factors. What, what might be some questions to ask? Like, you know, I, I guess just asking like, hey, are you feeling different now than you did, right? Like, so you're yeah. gonna monitor them over time, but like anything, any like red flag questions or anything that you'd, you'd, you'd suggest people ask or-, or Yeah, I mean, what's nice about CBD and hemp extracts is the side effects are, are pretty simple to see. <laughs> if you take too much CBD over time, um, in general, you'll feel very drowsy, you'll get more sleepy and you'll feel lethargic. <laughs> that's when you've probably taken too much. In some people's cases though, that's the intended effect and that's something that they need to get through their pain or anxiety or whatever they're going through. So um, it's it's a different side effect compared to obviously regular marijuana where too much of that, you get paranoia, intoxication, yeah. you know, um, disassociation. And, you know, in some cases for severe anxiety and for schizophrenia, we're doing some PTSD schizophrenia studies we cannot have that Delta nine present at all because it's actually very negative for a side effect. So for side effects for CBD, that's sort of like the, the mantra is like to, you know, go start low titrate up. Um, and when you feel those side effects start to creep in, then you've, you've gone too far past the point, but you want to reach that optimal place over time. And it's, it, it will vary. Um, it, and and we know that and that's that's something that we say at the stores we make sure that everybody is understanding that when they're purchasing this stuff to monitor it that there's not going to be this magic dose that i can just look at you and be like okay you, you look like you 25 mix is good you know this is this is definitely a journey that takes time but you can look at things like inflammatory markers um look at things like your sleep schedule monitor to see how your intended effects um for for use are 
with that, but that that's really what we're looking at for side effects and, and looking at the negative implications. So, and that's what I wanted, right? Cause that's the good part of, of, of where, you know, this audience comes in, which is physical therapists. A lot of times people are, are being seen two, three times a week, you know, um, so you can monitor that. You can say, Hey, how, how yeah. are things progressing over time? So that's what I was looking for, which is, you know, again, I, I was saying our audience is not prescribing this to patients necessarily, but definitely want to be up to date on, Hey, what are the potential benefits? What are the things that are, as you just mentioned, the the red flags for, Hey, maybe this is too much. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to titrate this down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's the other complicated part to this question of, of how do you administer it and how, how to, how does it function is now because, because the industry is sort of turned into what it is, everyone's trying to make the perfect product for each customer. So we have it in, we have it in probably like 10 to 15 different forms um, that you can get it in. So you can get it in topically. Um, You can get it in as a gummy. You could get it in as a vapor. You could use a tincture. Um, We have water solubility, which changes how it is interacting in your system too. So on each one of those different product delivery forms, you also have this difference in shifting as well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think people like PTs are probably a, a perfect audience for this because you guys understand the feedback that happens and the changes that happen over, over um, time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're, we're doing a bunch of research now with athletes and um, working in that population. And, and they understand that too, um, that, that there's different times and seasons, different recovery, um, sleep, different, different sleep patterns during the season. A little change in something could lead to, a big change somewhere else. And I feel like that's where like physical therapists uh, come in. The example with athletes, very in tune, right? A lot of times yeah. patients or people are taking this over the counter. They're just like, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't associate a with B. They don't think about it. I mean, we talk about it all the time in terms of like an evaluation. We'll ask someone like four different, five different times. Are you on any medication? And they'll say no. And then they'll say like, well, I'm, I'm on heart medication. They're like, well, that's important because we're going to be actually, we're going to be exercising. That is, that is a medication. We meant med- any medication, literally. I don't care if it's a Tylenol or whatever you're taking. So it also, you know, I've stressed this before on previous episodes in terms of in, in uh, increasing or improving people's communication skills, which is not just calling, you know, making sure to ask the same question three, four different times. Like, are you taking, what do you take on a regular or semi-regular basis that is not food? Like, just yeah. explain that to me. And sometimes that, that'll be like the question where like, well, yeah, I take this, uh, I take this pill, you know, once a day, but that's not really medication, is it? I'm like, yes, it was prescribed by a doctor. Or what are you taking outside of that? Well, yeah, I also take the stuff that I got, but it's a gummy. Okay, I need to know about that. We need to know about that as a team, you and me, you and I, because yeah. we want to make sure we monitor this over time. Because again, a lot of times patients are like, yeah, I just guess I've just been real sleepy. Maybe it's allergies. Like, okay, well, you introduced this thing a couple of weeks ago, and and now you're feeling sleepy. You know, two three days later, maybe a maybe it's causation or correlation. We don't know, but let's and that's where PTs come in. Let's pay attention to it. Let's notice. Yep. It. Yeah, I would say like this is just another big parameter to look out for in, yes. with with patients for sure. Yeah. And then um, yeah, yeah, when they're when they're newer patients, um, they also see drastic differences compared to somebody who has been taking cannabis products their whole life. So there's definitely that component as well. But I'd say 
probably all of those conversations, I don't know what's it been like 10, 15 minutes. That, that is the complicated questions around dosing that we all, each one of these things doesn't have a perfect trend. And I think it goes back to your body's endocannabinoid system being genetically, yeah, different, having different areas of um, reactivity and stuff like that. And we, we've seen that where um, one person takes a product and they feel sleepy. One one person takes a product, they feel energized. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's the same thing with cannabis and, and medical marijuana too. They, they're having a bunch of trouble trying to figure that out. And I think it just goes right. back to, we don't know. <laughs> look at anything, right? I mean, look at alcohol. I mean, yeah. alcohol. Some people are, you know, they yep. super off the wall. And some people, just, all they want to do is have two glasses of wine and go to bed. Um, I think the key is... Um, making sure you're, you're, you're paying attention to yourself or you're paying attention with your patient over time and then realizing, believe me, when I was in college, I have three or four drinks and I'm the guy who's my energy level is here. I'm 41. Now I have, you know, three, four drinks. You know, I kind of want to hang out a little bit. Like my system has changed over time. I do. I do respect that. Yeah. And I think if you don't know the lab reports and you don't know the chemical makeup, then you're making even worse decisions, right? right? So you're, you're, right, you're conflating right. ideas you're without knowing exactly what's in there. So the starting point has to be there. And then you have to sort of like case by case, walk through it with the, with the, with the patient. So, and you guys have how many locations? I mean, you guys went from, you, you did the math with me like a couple yeah. months ago when we talked, you were like, we went from like, you know, one to like 10 to like, and then it was yeah, like, when I started um, in 2018, we had 12 locations and now we have 550 across the country. Yeah, it's, I just I just envision a van just driving around the country, just shooting out locations. So you went from 12 in 2018, yeah. and now we stand here in 2021, and you've got more than 500. But yeah. I mean, I think I think that just that just that just shows um, the importance of knowing yeah. what is in the bottle, like what's on the labels in the bottle. Yeah, and we're not like a vape shop either, so it's it's right. more like a spa environment. So it it makes right. sense. Like like for example, like in Alabama, I wouldn't have thought that this would work. Um, I, I'm from the Northeast originally. Um, I I went to grad school in Florida. I'm I'm not. I have all the stigma around the South, right? They're just not interested in this stuff. This stuff is like beyond them. Natural medicine, you know, whatever. That's just right. not what they like. Well, it turns out in rural Alabama. Um, opioid crisis hit certain pockets and people were looking for pain relief that wasn't medical marijuana, wasn't Mm -hmm. cannabis. And these hemp solutions were one of our best stores is in Alabama still. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it just goes to show you that all of these communities need somebody to help them get through. (laughs) How do you go through this? Of course, CBD is enormously popular, but in places like Alabama to have somebody who can walk you through the science a little bit, help you through your dosing and, you know, get you through all of the questions that you need to pick a product that that's really what our core business is. So. And you, you would, you would, you would painted the picture like, listen, this isn't a, this isn't a vape shop. This is more of a, this is more of an Apple store in terms of, I want to come in and mm-hmm. we, we are dealing with um, we are dealing with chemicals here, right? This is yep. stuff we want to make sure we're on the up and up. This is not, I'm just trying to move product. We want to make sure you walk away with information. And on that front, in terms of information, we always send people to the same website in, in terms of getting information, cbdrxforyou.com, the number four. Uh, but you, you're telling me that we, we've got a, a new website with more information, improving again. Yeah, so we have a new site um, up. It's for retail. Um, you, can, you can just buy stuff right on the website. And then it also just shows you where your nearest store is as well. So it kind of merges all of the things of our brand. So it's um, getsunmed.com. So 
SunMed is the name of the the product line basically that we manufacture and make yeah. for them. Um, and your CBD store is the name of the storefront. So get SunMed is is where .com is where you can find that sort of merger. We, we brought in a bunch of marketing people and they're like, you guys have three brands. We got to make them into one. We're going to put them here. So Maybe this is really I the... And this is where the communications guy, I mean, I agree with those market. Make it e yeah. Because again, because all the things we've just been talking about for the last half hour, it takes a while to, uh, to, to yeah. untie that confusion, right? So let's, let's make sure people understand, like, this is the location that you're, you're going to come to to know what you're getting. Yep. And yeah. know you go to getsunmed.com, top left of the screen. You can just hit locations, find a store near you, and the, the store experience is what we want. You can take a look at all the stuff and purchase online, but we would – we would definitely recommend that you go in to your newest, yeah, your new, nearest place and just talk to our, um, you know, operators there. Well, and with 500, there's got to be one close to you, just mathematically. Yep. With, you know, that's a, that's a lot. Hopefully. And if All not, right. let us know, you know. You can, yeah, you ready, to do, you ready to do the, uh, the parting shot? We've got a tradition on the show. It's called the parting shot. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, coming up uh, on the parting shot, we've got brought to you by your friends from uh, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Coming up, CSM, just a few months away. Uh, a lot of great orthopedic content out there. But if you're thinking about taking that OCS exam, you want to be an orthopedic clinical specialist, uh, the perfect roadmap for your OCS from where you are to where you want to go is uh, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. That is the course you want to take online at your own pace. With a reading list longer than my arms, trust me, uh, online at orthopt.org. No matter where you are in your career, you get that guide. Now in the fifth edition, current concepts of orthopedic PT at orthopt.org. All right. Uh, the parting shot is your last chance for a mic drop moment, last chance for whatever idea or sentiment you'd want to leave with the audience. Uh, what would you want to leave the audience with today with what we were talking about as your parting shot? Well, I'd say something that I wasn't able to get in, but I'd like to say, you know, what we're doing now is really exciting with the research and trying to answer these fundamental questions. Um, we have seven IRB studies that are out and approved three different university systems that we're working in. And we targeted professionals in their space to look at this stuff and handle all the data. So I'm really excited for this being a new standard and what companies are doing around this stuff so that we we can we can fit into the medical community where we're supposed to i i think that's the most important thing right now is to get data to physicians and so. i mean you highlighted all the different i mean you said cbd but then there's also cbn and there's also so you, yeah it, it almost feels like there's more stuff that we haven't put the flashlight on no than we have. yeah i mean we've we, we've defined 108 cannabinoids but there's much more to be had in there um many different effects isolating each one of them has been completely unique but then they act very differently when they're all together as well so th there's a lot here <laughs> yeah a lot of moving parts so yeah. i'm glad we're doing research on this otherwise how the heck are we ever gonna know yeah uh dr anthony ferrari cbdrx4u.com at cbdrx4u.com at number four uh appreciate you supporting the show and thanks so much for uh, for coming by and uh, and explaining this to us so we can understand it and wrap our heads around this 
Absolutely. It was a blast. Thank you. Right. Uh, the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours. Follow us online. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.